Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey everybody, welcome to Unlocking the Magic. You're listening to episode number 198. Today, we are going to travel overseas into the mystical lands of Asia and Africa. I'm talking about Disney's Animal Kingdom. I wasn't sure what you were talking about there for a second. <laughs> I was trying to like, I was trying to give a really long intro without totally messing it up, but I still need to work on that. No, you did a good job. Thank you. That was a good intro. Okay. Well, if you're new to the show, this is Connie and... Bruce. We are Unlocking the Magic. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. We do this podcast here. We do a live show over on Facebook. We talk all things Disney, Disney World, Disneyland. Uh, one time we talked about a Disney cruise. <laughs> one time, a and, long time ago. Yeah, and then we talk all about you know how families can go to Disney World and have a good time and enjoy their vacation, not necessarily having to live there. You know what? Speaking of the cruise, yeah, the they're advertising right now the Marvel Day at Sea, and the kids are beyond excited. They really want to take a cruise with Marvel Day at Sea. By the way. You know what? I've actually been thinking about our cruise a lot in the last few weeks. Have you? Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like it, the cruise for me was like our first time to Disney, where I didn't we didn't have the greatest time in the world. I mean, the cruise was fun. Don't get me wrong; it just wasn't what I expected it to be. Okay. So I almost feel like I have to go back one more time Yay. in order to say if I really like it or not. Okay. Well, because I have a but plan. it probably won't happen. So no, 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 it's gonna happen, and I have a plan this time. I feel like what we failed at was really taking what we talk about on the podcast a lot which if you're also new to the show we talk about slowing things down being in the moment checking out the landscape of things and i think if we did that and had that mindset on the cruise i think we would have had a better time because looking at my pictures the most incredible pictures and the best memories i have are being on the on the ocean and being up on board up on the top deck and looking at the stars at night so anyway. all right we'll go back and listen to that cruise episode okay sorry i'm rambling as usual so let's get into the animal kingdom because <laughs> that's what this episode is going to be about oh yeah some things we love to see eat and do while we visit the in uh disney's animal kingdom and maybe you've done some of these things and you have the same experiences that we have or maybe you haven't even done these things and it's going to be something for you to do new next time you go right and this has been a special time for animal kingdom because it celebrated animal kingdom celebrated their 20th anniversary this year and of course in the last year or two they've extended their park hours which includes just this incredible atmosphere at night and i just feel like that element alone has made it a much more immersive experience there's just so much to see at Animal Kingdom at night that you didn't. We didn't get to experience the first many times we we visited the park because it was only open till six o'clock. Not only that, but I feel like years ago we had this kind of mindset that I think many people still do have, even with all these things happening with the hype of Pandora. I still see on other platforms people say not. On ours, but other platforms that say that Disney's Animal Kingdom feels like a hot, just like a big hot zoo. I mean, I guess if from the outside looking in, if you don't know anything or don't listen to this podcast, you'd think that. Well, I, that's my goal for today's show because I'm realizing as I'm kind of trolling other places, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm watching people review Animal Kingdom and really still have that feeling after visiting. And this is recently, like this isn't 
five years ago when they visited Animal Kingdom. This is even with Pandora. They're saying, just felt like a hot zoo, not my favorite park. And I'm bummed. And I'm like, you know what? I know there's a lot happening in Walt Disney World right now, but I, I feel like I need to, my goal is my, I need to, to get my point across. Excellent. Okay. Well, here's the platform and the way to do it. To get your Are point you on board? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I am. I'm pretty sure, yes, I am, actually. Do you know what you just got yourself involved with? I think I did. <laughs> I'm okay with it because I agree with you. I, I, You know what? I had those feelings the first time, too. It was like we went there. And this is back when it was only open till 6, though, before Pandora came. And it's very, you know, if anybody listens to this podcast, I'm not a huge show goer. Oh. And it's kind of show-centric at Animal Kingdom. Like, there are a lot of different shows you can watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're growing on me. Yeah. I think we did. I think I have to almost like admit to the fact that I even thought it was a hot zoo and like I was over it. Like, let's just be honest. Like I have, you know, big curly hair. And when I'm in Animal Kingdom and that humidity, it's just it's not a pretty sight. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you can go to Animal Kingdom and go spend half the day at the park and the other and that's your half day. Right. Because people say yeah. it's a half and then spend the other half of your day waiting in line at Pandora. <laughs> I just think and it's, then it's a full day park. Yeah. Well, it, I list. Look, it is one. It is, in fact, one of the hottest parks because there's a lot more outside than there is inside. Even with the show, as Bruce's, Bruce mentioned, there's still a lot more to do outside. And when you're in Florida and in that humidity, it's it's definitely hot. But it's probably one of the – oh, wait. So it's – okay, not only hot, but it's also easy to overlook things. But I have to say it's probably the one park, right, the one park where you most definitely have – to use our philosophy to slow down. And drink lots of water. I don't know why. Why does Tea. it feel so hot there? I don't know Tea. why it feels so hot, but... it. You know what it I is? Think it's, it's, maybe, is it just perception? Like, it's not really yes. that much hotter, but it just... You think it's hotter because of the the way it's... Not necessarily the way the park is set up, but uh, the what you see when you're there. Listen. I'm listening. It's the theme. It's hot. You're in the jungle. You're in Asia. You're in Africa. Like, if you're not hot, it would be weird. Yeah, if it's, if you had to wear a sweatshirt and you're in Africa, that'd yeah. be uh, unusual. Like, would you really be immersed in the experience if you're cold? I'd like to try it out. <laughs> well, good luck with that in Florida. Maybe that one day in like December where it's cold. Yeah, and everyone's complaining. But yeah, so I really think it's Im- so important to slow down here because you definitely will miss things and and like we mentioned a thousand times it's hot so slowing down will ultimately make you cool all right let's get into some of those things that you were talking about okay did i just mention you have to slow down which by the way a few times i want to say i want to just quickly say i was thinking about this the other day and i was thinking about how we talk a lot about slowing down and really taking in and by slowing down i don't mean like physically walking totally slow i just mean like being in the moment right because we live in an age where we want everything instantaneously and our kids are just constantly, I feel like it's like now, now, now. And I, I feel like I have a hard time living in the moment unless I had that mindset going in like, I'm going to put my phone down for a minute. I'm really going to immerse myself, right? But I was thinking, this probably annoys Disney. <laughs> why, why do you say that? Because I'm thinking strategy-wise, like and back to like all the shows we've done and like just the history of Walt Disney and their attractions, like they have a set way of how they want traffic to flow. Like that's part of like attractions. So, yeah, but they also want people to have a good experience and go back. So what's more important, right? Going back. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Let's speed people through so they never come back. But yeah. what they want is people to have a good experience when they go. I hope so. And I hope that's what they want. Everybody's experience is, if, listen, if you're a fast passer and you want to get as many fast, go for it. Run. What do I care? <laughs> go do it. Yeah. 
But I don't think you're going to have a great experience when you reflect on your trip afterwards. Unless you don't have kids with you. Maybe you can do that. And like, if it's just you and I, I could probably do that and have fun. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. It doesn't appeal to me. All right. But maybe slowing down for some people doesn't appeal to them. Yeah. So well, I was just thinking like the Haunted Mansion. That's the reason why. And I know I'm going way off track here. But like the original Haunted Mansion was supposed to be a walkthrough sort of museum type thing. And then they scratched it because they would... They, it would, they would have a difficult time like getting people to move along. So I'm like, oh no, this is like they're gonna are they gonna boycott unlocking the map? No, because you're not saying to stop and stare for four hours. Yeah, don't stop and stare for four hours. Okay, all right, let's move on. Okay, get into these things, will you? All right, so let's get into these things that we are talking about. Okay, attractions this. that we love. Let's talk about. So I wanted to talk about attractions we love. Wait, it's all attractions? No. Oh, attractions we love. <laughs> yep. But, uh, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, maybe include um, maybe towards the end, but our, our favorite land because there are lands, different lands in Animal Kingdom. Okay, can you? This would have been really good if you told me this before the show. Yeah, well, yeah. But Sorry. I'll I'll figure it out. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'll keep you on your toes. Let me type in my show notes, by the way. That was pretty loud. Okay. Um, I'm a loud typer. Food. All right. Even though off air, you talked about the fact that we don't eat a lot in Animal Kingdom. No, I don't. I don't feel like we eat. Uh, we eat at Animal Kingdom, but it's not like when we go to Epcot and you want to try. You walk around the showcase and you want to try different things at different lands. There's so many. Di- I mean, there are. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of different places to eat at the Animal Kingdom. I just don't feel like this is the park where we eat a lot of food. Hmm. Maybe because I'm hot. Like I don't really want to eat that much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But there are know. so many different experiences, and I feel like we were arguing about this. That's why. <laughs> I think we were. Okay. All right. That's I why think I was there. Anybody wants to listen to that? No, it's good. Patreon only. All right, and uh, we'll talk about. Well, I will talk about ways to enhance your experience. All right. How about we talk about these things instead of talking about what we're going to talk about? Okay. Perfect. All right. Ready? Let's get into it. Okay. So attractions we love. I have to start off with the tram. <laughs> what? I'm just joking, but really, honestly, you guys. There is so much walking in Animal Kingdom. I don't think you realize that it's one of the biggest parks Disney has right now. And if you're parking and it's a lot, obviously, take the tram. Because Bruce is always making me walk from the car all the way to the entrance. And it's stressful. No, here's the thing. Okay. I don't make anybody walk. I just say I'm walking. (sighs) And you can come or you can not come. We'll meet up in there. I mean, it's much easier now with everybody's cell phones and texting and these all things we have to communicate. So it's much easier than it used to be, but okay. I'm not a waiter. And not a waiter like a waiter at a restaurant. Like, I don't yeah. like to wait. I know. It's just frustrating because my feet hurt by the time we get to the entrance. And I'm a, I'm a fit person. Like, I feel like I... I know you take twice as many steps as I do. That's right. Is that... Probably right. what it is. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving on from that, I just wanted to mention that real quick. But really, when you walk up to the main entrance, it's really at the moment where you really feel immersed. You really have to slow down, though. It's like from the moment you walk into Animal Kingdom and right when you get to the landscape, like look around you, look down, look sideways. There's so many elements there that I love about about Animal Kingdom. And of course, the main centerpiece is the Tree of Life. And I want to talk about that today because I think that that is one of the things that I feel I overlooked a lot when visiting Animal Kingdom. And now it's a both an element, both day and night that I love. But it's more than just the Tree of Life itself, even though it's like the perfect opportunity to take photos. It's actually the attraction that's inside the Tree of Life that I love the most. Really? I didn't know for so long 
that there was an attraction there. I thought the tree of life was the attraction itself. I thought it's so, so incredibly beautiful. You take pictures and you move on, right? I think the tree of life is the most photographed thing about Animal Kingdom. But I don't think people actually, they go, they take a picture of the tree of life, they put it on Instagram, and then they move along. They don't look at all, they don't look at all the detail on the tree of life itself. All the animals carved into the tree. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Like, I feel like you can spend a long time just kind of looking and guessing in the animals. But the way to do that, actually, first you take your picture, right? Right? You're, uh, you're, you're obligated to take a picture, I feel, right? Because that's like the centerpiece. I that? guess so. Okay. But for the longest time, I, ha I didn't realize that to really get up and close and really feel that tree is to go into the attraction. It's tough to be a bug. And I think we've talked about this maybe on another episode, but this is like this really lighthearted 3D film inspired by Dick's, Disney's Pixar's A Bug's Life, the yeah. movie. So maybe you can watch that as part of your like, like your countdown to your Walt Disney World vacation, right? So for Animal Kingdom, it would be A Bug's Life, maybe a Walt Disney documentary. I thought it would be The Lion King for the Animal Kingdom. Uh, that too, but I feel like that's a given. So I'm trying to give like other things that you could do, right? To get excited. Okay. All right. But I, I do know that it can be a little scary for little kids. Cause I don't like, think it's scary as like it's frightening. It just there's there's elements to this show that would could creepy. jar you. Like if you don't like bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you don't like bugs and you're you don't like the if you don't like bugs, don't go in this one. OK. Yeah. Let's just say just watch the movie. Yeah. And wait on the other side for people to come out and enjoy the tree of life. I mean, there's tarantulas and termites. And it's fun, bees. though. Like you say that, <laughs> but you have to experience it. Yeah. Get over your fear of bugs by going on this attraction because they're not Perfect. real. Well, they're, it's meant to be like a haunted mansion feeling where it's like the scary element of bugs, but also the comedy of bugs. Like it's supposed to be like the combination of both. And I think the only time it gets scary for little kids is like when it's loud, maybe. And they understand um, that, like they, like they're at that age where they don't really understand. It's it's a part of make believe, right? Right. So it's a story. It's a story, right? So that's the only time where I feel bad. Well, that's great, know? though. The the <laughs> Imagineers must be like, yes, we did it. We because did it. Because these people really feel like there's bugs crawling on them. Do you feel like they high five them? Like they were like, yes. I mean, not now because it's been out for so long, but probably in the beginning. Do Imagineers sit out? And watch people's reaction to attractions the way that, like, I envision, like, a movie premiere. Maybe. I'm sure they do in the beginning, for sure. They want to see what people's reaction is to the movie and tweak it from there. Interesting. But, okay. I'm still a wanna engineer, A wannabe Imagineer or That's... fangirl engineer or fangineer. I think we talked about it on our Would You Rather episode. Yeah. Anyway, this is a great attraction from beginning to end. Like I said, the Tree of Life itself is amazing and beautiful, but really to get and capture more of what the Tree of Life to, has to offer and would have been really helpful if I had picked up a map <laughs> back when we visited the first time, I would have realized that you could really get a little bit more up and close and personal with the Tree of Life and really get to see not only this attraction inside, but you get to see the carvings a lot better when you're going up to this attraction yeah Did i, I agree explain that okay yeah very much so kind of like the cute oh are you saying I'm, I'm going on and on nope oh okay <laughs> your turn all right well, i don't even know what we're talking about actually are we talking about attractions or our favorite attraction yeah like a favorite attractions we love okay so sometimes my favorite attraction isn't necessarily the most popular attraction in the world 
to me it's it's like what I think about when I think of going to Animal Kingdom, and this is gonna make people probably crazy because it's like one of the not busiest attractions in the world. But and you think I'm right about to interrupt you now? You think I go on and on? Yeah. I feel like you're going on and on. Thanks. <laughs> Primeval World, to me, is one of the attractions that we always walk off hysterically laughing. We always love that attraction. And it's just like, for me, it's the height issue because it it goes up and it's like, you kind of feel like you're leaning over the edge. Um, And then watching you or watching the other girls on the attraction and always leave there laughing hysterically. And it's not the most, it's kind of like one one of those carnival attractions you think of when you go on these roller coasters. Like it's not a huge roller coaster. It's not a huge line. It's not like a top attraction. But to me, I always remember us on that one. So that's one of my favorite things to go on. And maybe not a lot of people go on it because they want to go on Everest or they want to go to Pandora. They want to go on the safari ride or dinosaur. But you got to take a few minutes and wait in this line. And you're just going to have a good laugh with your family. It's a total blast from beginning to end. And but let me just mention, do you you feel like it's for everybody? Like I sometimes I get off like after riding a couple times in a row, I get a little. I don't think you should be anybody's. Judge? Yeah, gauge on what attraction you should go on or not go on. This is very true because you can have like a totally different experience. Yeah, I think everybody should experience it once for themselves and then decide if you want to go on or not. For the longest time, I was calling it Primavera World. I want to continue to call it Primavera, but it's Primeval World. Call it whatever you'd like. Primavera World. Like I thought that was... Primeval? No, Primaval. I don't know. That's not even a word. I, don't I think. know. I'm pretty sure it's not, but I think I've said that a lot. Anyway, it's a time machine. I don't think anyone realizes that it's an actual time machine roller coaster that brings you back to the dinosaur age, right? So yeah. as you're traveling up the roller coaster, there's like these clocks, and I don't think people realize like what the clocks actually meant. Like they just thought it was like a goofy carnival experience but it's actually supposed to be a time machine and it was created by a research scientists couple research scientists cousins and journey back to when dinosaur ruled the earth did you know that no i didn't actually yes listen i could have said so many different attractions the reason i chose this one is because of the experience that i had and i feel like we want to do this park or this podcast about different experiences yeah but so it's not like if, if i had to go on one attraction at Animal Kingdom, this probably wouldn't be my one attraction, but it's definitely something I do every single time we go. You, it's kind In of the morning of, and yeah. at night. Like, we end it usually with this because it's fun to end the trip with. I think that it's like one of those attractions, though, that we're like, kind of like, oh, line short, let's go on. And then we, for, like, we forget before we actually experience it, like, how much fun we actually have. And it's short. It's not the longest attraction in the no, world. You're why, on it for, yeah. you know, a minute. But it's just a, the whole, the, I feel like every time we go on this, we're laughing the whole minute. We laugh so much, and I love to, like, separate us, and, like, I think that's where it's really fun is that it doesn't necessarily fit all five of us, so we have to split up. But even if it did, I think we would split up anyways because it's so much fun being able to see you. Yeah, half the, the fun is being able to see you guys laughing and, like, getting twisted around. It's so, so fun. yeah, so let a couple of families maybe or, like, one family go ahead of you so that, like, you can – because if you're right behind them, you might miss it. But if you're, like, one family behind, you might – you'll be able to get it off. And make sure you're in the front because <laughs> it's way funner to watch them come off than it is well, them watch you come off. 
this is like really great tips, I feel. All right, let's go on to your next one. So All what right. is the next category? Is well, it going to be another attraction or is it going to be something to eat or see or do? It's actually still going to be an attraction because we're in Dinoland, USA. And I feel like I can't go on and continue without mentioning my favorite, my absolute favorite attraction of all time, which happens to be Dinosaur. And I think this attraction in particular probably compares with my love for like Space Mountain. Honestly, I can't even believe like... I wonder what that is because it's not spacey. Well... It's like it, history. What I mean is like it, it, it's... it's I view it as the category of like it has that great element to it where I feel like it's a nostalgic piece. It's just a, it's a great attraction that Disney Imagineers did. And it just, I love it. Like, I, I don't know else, how else to put it, but I love it from beginning to end. I love the fact that it tells the story in the queue. We have so many pictures of the queue, and I love, this is one of the attractions where I love spending as much time as possible. Like, I don't mind that there's a wait in the queue because I feel like that's part of it. It depends on where the wait is. What's that mean? This is an attraction where I've left the line a few times oh, gosh. to get a snack. Please don't. Not like once you get into the building. Disney definitely like if they hear this. <laughs> Why? It's, you can do that. You can do that. I, I had to go to the bathroom and so did our daughter. So again, leave me alone. Again with the choice. Like you're like, I, I don't give a... I, you once you get that. into the building, the queue no. is great. Outside, it's just a line. Yes. So you're you're referring to once you get inside the building. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't... We've never waited like outside, outside. One time we did. It was a pretty long wait. Even outside is still cool. There's plenty to see. Yeah, other people waiting in line. No, there's plenty of story to immerse you. I know we've talked about this before, so I won't go on and on about it. But again, it's dinosaur. It's in Dino Land, and I think that that's one of the particular areas of Animal Kingdom that we did not quite understand until recently. Until we had that level of mindset of like being in the moment and really immersing and looking at all the details of dinosaur like it almost felt dino land almost felt like just like this weird carnival area and then i mean it does kind of still have a little bit of that vibe yeah but that's like the that's the fun of it and that's like the joke of like disney doing like this sort of like fun light-hearted mix in the middle of the in the well, well they got two things right okay primeval and dinosaur okay that's for sure I love this attraction. It's so much fun. And again, it's like very immersive from beginning to end. It's educational in a way that you don't expect really. And it's that level of surprise that you love. It's like the kids walk away learning something, I feel. And they have fun. So I agree. Okay. Uh, we can move on. Thank I, you. Okay. That was a good one. I like Dinosaur. I just didn't want Thanks. to say Dinosaur or Everest because I feel like well, you, yeah. you could talk about those on every podcast about best attractions. Totally agree with you. And that's probably my, my only one that I'm going to – I'm not going to even mention Everest because we have mentioned it before. And we have talked about the story of Everest and we have unlocked Everest. So I think this is something that is surprising. To me, one of the great shows at Animal Kingdom is the Lion King show. And I'm not a huge show guy. Shows isn't on my top list of things I have to do or want to do. Once I see a show, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's good. I saw it. But the Lion King show and the way they have the acrobats in there, to me, is amazing. And this is, I know, I, this is coming from you. So I know that. I love the movie The Lion King. Yeah. No surprise there. True. But I love this show. I think we went in there one time and I didn't really want to go because I don't like shows. I don't like sitting down watching a show. I like be out doing stuff. Um, But this show is truly 
a great show for all ages, like adults and kids. It tells you the story of The Lion King, but it also has a great way of making you entertained with how these performers can do what they do inside of the show. And to me, it's a must do. Like this, if I only had to do one show at Disney World, this would probably be the one show I would go see. This this actually has Broadway type feeling. Like when you're in there, you really feel like this alone is worth admission. Like the Nemo show is great. In, oh, we we'll, won't we'll, we'll go into it's that. great. I think it's a great show. The way they have the characters in there and the way they interact with the audience. But to me, it's just a little bit long. The Lion King show is perfect. You know what I think it is about the Nemo that you don't necessarily love because that is is also like a Broadway type performance. Very much. It's a little too long for you. It is. It's just a little too much Nemo. So I think what what they did wonderful. They should find him a little quicker. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. I think with Lion King they do a wonderful job incorporating and in in I think incorporating the, obviously the movie, right? But yeah. like getting the audience involved. And it's like that level of just surprise that maybe people didn't expect, but it's like this whole this whole atmosphere feeling that you get in there that you don't necessarily get at the Nemo show. And this is the type of show where I watch the performers or the cast members who do doing these acrobat, and I'm like, how do they do that every single time flawlessly? They are flawless. It's they amazing. Really, yeah. So yeah. that's part of the show that entertains me as well. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned a show because I know that there are a lot of people maybe that aren't showgoers. Um, my, I'm raising my hand right now. By the way. <laughs> and again, we didn't see Lion King probably until our third visit to Animal Kingdom. And my I, fault. Yeah. I'll take full credit and blame for that. All right. Thank you. I'm glad that you said that because I was just, I was going to throw, I was going to mention it, that it was your fault. So if you got to go see one show, Lion one King's show. the show. Lion King is the show, right? And also it's wonderful because it's air conditioned. I mean, Nemo is air conditioned too. So if you want to just get out of the... If you want to get out of the heat for four hours, go see Nemo. <laughs> it's not four hours, but yeah, I get you, right? It feels like four hours to guys <laughs> like me. Yeah. But Nine King is like that level of also telling more of the story because you're in Africa. Like that's sort of like more of the story. Whereas Nemo almost feels a little, I feel like we're bashing Nemo here. It's like, no, Lion definitely King not Nemo. a little bit. <laughs> Can I just mention real quick? And I, I know that we're going backwards, but I had to mention. We, I was talking about Dinosaur, and I forgot to mention Dino Sioux, which is outside and some a part of my love for Dino Land and just posing for pictures with this Tyrannosaurus Rex. Right. I just had to mention it. All right, great. I don't think a lot of people know the story of Dino Sioux. Maybe we can unlock Dino Sioux okay. later. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even know. All right, so we were back on the Lion King now. So you, is we're it- back. <laughs> Sorry. Lost my train of thought there. Well, because we were talking about the queue of dinosaur, and you were, we were talking about there's nothing going on before you actually get into the building. And I had forgot about Dino Sue and taking pictures, and that starts the story. Well, that's not the queue, though. It's, I feel like, part of the queue. Okay. Okay. Moving on. All right. So Back let's go on to your next one. Okay. I have to mention food real quick because I know that you say we don't eat a lot of food and animal kingdom i do agree with you that it's really hot but there are so many places especially now with pandora open like there's so many places to eat um but one thing i really love is drinking like in animal kingdom i think it's because it's so hot like i need a refreshing cool this is a family show lady you listen 
I know. I'm going to talk about iced coffee. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm going to talk about a couple other things. But for the food, does, it, does that count? Food? Yeah. Okay. I put it in this category, but I put down our 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 regular iced coffee from Joffrey's. Right. Right. Like we always have to. What I love about Young Kingdom is that just that blend of iced coffee and they have the paper straw. It just really gets me to just cool cool off. It feels unique for Animal Kingdom. It enhances my experience, let's just say. And if I had to choose between Starbucks that they offer in Animal Kingdom and Joffrey's, Without a doubt, it's always going to be Joffrey's. I agree with you. Okay, you got to do that. And on the love on 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 the topic of cooling down, sodas at Harem Bay Mar- Market that we get. It's like that unique soda that we get. I know it's not food, but it's it's a way that I enhance my experience is to taste some of the flavors. And I feel like soda and it's like cool is one of the ways that I immerse myself. I think that one of the best things about going to these parks is to try things that you wouldn't normally get to try when you're not there. I agree. You know, the drinks, the food, the carts, the different, the small sampling of foods that they have as you're walking around the different lands in Animal Kingdom. Like, stop and try something that you wouldn't normally try. It's probably the only place you'll get to try something like that. And I think that that brings you to making you feel like you are in Africa, right? So Harambe Market... I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think it sounds right. Okay. I'm going to just say it that way. Anyway, there are plenty of options that you can choose from to eat. And I'm sh- and definitely regular type. What I mean by regular is maybe things that are like normally found where you live. But to really make you feel like you're in Africa, I agree. Like split things. Like kind of like what we, what we do in Epcot. I feel like we try yeah. little like bites of things and do. Um, it really helps sort of again immerse yourself into that that real that real experience like where else are you going to be able to have the kiwi mango bebo drinks or where else are you going to be able to have a 12 inch donut that's true like i mean if you can get it where you are like tell me where you're from no yeah but the thing is when you're home you're not going to do that yeah it's going to make you feel really bad you're you're not going to feel good about you're going to be like can i have that 12 inch donut you're going to go home and your family's going to look at you like what are you doing yeah like it's time to have an intervention there's a problem. But when you're in Disney, when you're in the Animal Kingdom, you get a 12 inch donut. Everybody's like, "That's amazing! Look at that thing! Let's take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. Smile behind it." <laughs> totally. At home, you'd be hiding in shame. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly right. And it's a way, and you can do it inexpensively, or if you're on the dining plan, you can stretch your dining plan by sharing. So getting a lot of these different things, like we shared one of those drinks when we were at Animal Kingdom. We never share coffee, by the way. No, I don't share drinks either, though. Wait, you share drinks? I mean, I got you guys one to share. I Maybe thought, I got separate cups. I don't know. I'm not uh, a huge drink sharer. No, you shared straw. We sh- we got separate straws. Okay. That's what we did. <laughs> Sorry. We just made it awkward. Yeah, that's really weird. But did you know that there's um, actually, speaking of um, drinks and food, there's actually uh, an adult pineapple dole whip in Animal Kingdom? We no, never, I didn't. We never tried it. Before. Like it's really big? There's <laughs> No, there's an adult beverage type animal uh Dole Whip. Oh, let's try that. Only get right now at Animal Kingdom. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. I think the Dole Whips. I don't know. What do you? What are your thoughts on the Dole Whips being everywhere? I don't like the fact that. I I love exclusivity. You do love exclusivity. I love the mint julep and the beignet only being available in Disneyland. Okay. I love the Dole Whips only being available in 
you know, the Magic Kingdom. Okay, like they gotcha. should they should stick to exclusivity. I love that they do it and they want to, but like that's part of the fun. I I guess that's true. But then when you're in the park and the line is so long, it's hard to it's hard to sit and wait for one sometimes. Maybe that's why they now have it at the Polynesian, you know? Well, like, they should do fast passes then for Dole Whips. They should do fast passes. What's stopping them from you? You do it at the deli. Right. You take a ticket and it says, all right, what number is next? So you yeah. just go do something and you get paged when your Dole Whip time is ready. Yeah. Come on. Let's go, Disney. All right. Come on. Snacks, too. Like now, I mean, they're doing the mobile ordering thing with a lot of things. But... I bet you that will be coming to everything. You're right. I'm going to pick up my Dole Whip. The Dole Whip you got to pick up like right when, though, because it's going to melt everywhere. But I do think having the Dole Whip, the Dole Whip, adult, I'm going to call it adult-ish Dole Whip, I guess, sort of enhanced Dole Whip, I think it makes sense in Animal Kingdom. Like, I agree with you on the exclusivity part, but the fact that it's not necessarily a traditional Dole Whip, and you can only get it that way in Animal Kingdom right now, I think makes it unique. Okay, I agree with you there. Oh. I'll go with that one. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I like it. I like it when you agree with me. So for, I don't have too much for food, actually. This is the one park where I don't have too much for food. What? I agree with you on the iced coffees. I like getting an iced coffee, though, and going sitting where you see rivers of light because mm-hmm. there's nobody there during the day. Just kind of like laying down on the bench there and taking a break and drinking my iced coffee. You do need a break. Like give yourself time to like break up the day, especially when you're going and it's really hot. Like you definitely, I feel like, need areas to just chillax. It does feel, obviously, when you're sitting there, there's not a lot of people sitting in that area but when you leave that area because it's right where everest is located i do feel like it's a little bit congested in that area fair enough so you may not want to sit outside if you're going to get a coffee and sit in that area you may want to go inside and sit on those sit on the benches they have there okay and the benches i mean stadium (laughs) okay it's actually a really pretty location too like it really again immerses you and you really feel like you're someplace across the like across the world you know like you don't you forget that you're in Central Florida. It's it just and there's no show happening at that time. Like during the day, there's nothing happening. You just kind of you're able to sit on those benches. Yeah, you can watch people and just yeah. watch everything that's going on because there's a huge area of, that you can view. People just kinda watch. Relax. Yeah, people watch and drink your coffee because it. There's something about you don't want to walk around Animal Kingdom drinking your coffee. You want to just enjoy it for 20 minutes. Well, what they also do is like they kind of have areas where it's sort of narrow, so it definitely has that feeling of like the that Africa or Asia. I, I don't know. I've never visited, but like when I whatever I see anything on TV, I see like a lot of people and in their like shops and like they're kind of outside in the marketplace, and they kind of have like the crowds like in the through. in the walkways. Yes. Yeah, they do more do that. than any other park I've seen, and so. I feel like that's done on purpose. So yeah, eating and drinking while walking. It makes you want to. It may, they want you to feel like you're in one of these little villages. Exactly. Thank you for explaining. It. Like I'm so glad this I. See how you. I can like made that one sentence. Oh, yes, I need. Okay. Because all right, let's all right. move on. <laughs> okay. So my my last thing, and this is something that. Last. We, yeah, this is my last thing. Mm. This is something that we talked about a lot. Is to me, Animal Kingdom at night is its own experience. Oh, for sure. You know the the Tree of Life, Pandora now, and just being able to go on Everest at night is a, is a great experience. So I, I just love, I love closing animal kingdom and walking around the park after most of the people have left. I do too. It, d- it definitely gives you a different feel to the different lands and walking through those villages as you're kind of being able to see it without a ton of people around you. Uh, so animal kingdom at night is an experience you have to have. You can't go to animal kingdom and leave before it gets dark. 
I feel like that alone, like just having the park extend hours, having the Rivers of Light show and the Tree of Life Awakening show really just changed all of Animal Kingdom without and without Pandora. Right. Like because we've we we I didn't even want to mention Pandora on this episode because that's an obvious. All right. Obviously, that's something that I think everyone's going to travel to and experience and you should. And there's so much more we can talk about with about Pandora. But yeah, like this is part of the experience that I feel like you're going to miss. And if you're just rushing to get to Pandora. Right. Like I feel like Animal Kingdom changed like the atmosphere changed just by extending the hours it was just something that you could do that you weren't able to do in the past it's it's almost like mystical it is it like, does feel a little i don't even know what the word is oh you're you don't have a word right I now don't have oh. a word for that. <laughs> but it, it makes it almost i don't want to call it spooky it's not spooky but it's just like i guess the right word is mystical like yeah mystical just, and like calm there's a calm feeling that comes over it when the lights go down for you or for the park a little bit of both <laughs> bit of both because it's always great when Bruce is calm. That's true. He's done having a lot. All right. I feel like we talked about a lot. One of the things that I didn't mention that I wanted to talk about was really just the, the gorillas. No, we're not. I wasn't. I was going to mention the gorillas because I know you. You don't. You're not a huge fan of gorillas, but I literally have like a major phobia of gorillas. You guys and like my family loves to just tease me about it all the time. So I think that's you. the only reason we go over there is just so we can see your reaction to those because they're like humans. My, they're pretty smart. My heart literally just dropped a little bit when you just mentioned the word like gorilla. And last time we were there, they were very active. They were so active. Maybe that is something we should add to this list. Go go, go hang out with the gorillas for a little while. Just hang out. Just sit there and watch and hang out and just, yeah. I don't know. From afar because I don't know. They're way too human-like for yeah, me. Don't get too close to them. <sighs> All right. Because they are pretty big. Okay. Oh, god. All right, so let's go on to your last thing now. Sorry. I just had to it's mention really... that. I couldn't do a show about unique experiences with you without mentioning the gorillas. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate it. I think I have some video of our recent trip watching the gorillas and, like, one of them being super, like, hilarious and active, like putting a bucket on his head. Uh, do you have like, that video? If you do, send it over to me. We'll put it on Instagram. All right. I'll, I'll... Unlocking the Magic Podcast on Instagram, by the way. Go follow us there. Okay. Um, really just part of the experience of Animal Kingdom for me anyway is just seeing the street performers, the drummers, just being in that marketplace area and just really feeling like I'm, I'm in just a different country. And for me, it's an experience that I really appreciate because I've never had the chance to go overseas. And I don't know if I'll be able to, but I think that gives me a sense of what the culture must feel like without having to travel overseas. And it's a different kind of street performer than you would see at Hollywood Studios or at Epcot. Exactly. And I really It's just... like authentic street performers from these countries. What are you saying? Epcot, they don't have authentic? But it's a different... Like I don't think in Epcot... I guess you're no, you may be no, right. Epcot I'm thinking definitely. about like the people not in the showcase that do the street performance. Oh, gotcha. in Epcot. I, okay, I see what you're saying. All right, I had to stop you there. Cause... I just had to think about that. I didn't even think about that for a second until you okay. said it. So okay. never mind. Never mind. <laughs> back it up. <laughs> back this thing up here. Back this thing up. Okay. All right. And now to conclude this episode, I just want to talk about ways to enhance your experience, ways that we feel will help you have a better experience in Epcot. Obviously, the whole show is talking about things that we love and experiences that we love and obviously slowing down, really getting 
the chance to see all the beautiful things, your beautiful surroundings in Epcot. There's so many lush, there's just so much to see, like the lush landscapes, the architecture. I mean, there's so much to make you feel immersed. But what do you think, Bruce? What's a way to enhance your experience that we didn't already mention? Uh, I don't know. Okay. That's why at the beginning of this episode, I said, I will talk about ways to enhance. I try to avoid helping people enhance their trips. Listen to my ideas. And if you want to take them, great. If you don't, Okay. Uh, I don't blame you. All right. Number one has to be dress for the part. I know it sounds goofy and silly, but it really helps me feel like I have gone to a different place and country. And I think the best way to do that is dress for success. No, <laughs> I'm out. I'm so cheesy right now. I'm sorry. Okay. No, but really, it's more than just getting T-shirts that say, you know, Irving family trip. It's or I think it's really just getting to feel that culture that you want to feel when visiting Animal Kingdom. So getting some kind of authentic piece. Because when I'm there, and if you're not prepared, you're going to want to buy everything. Yes. So this is a way to save money, believe it or not. So Bruce, you'd like that. I love it. All right. Number two, study the map. I repeat, study the map. Why do you have to study the map? Study the map and then let it go. Wait a second. Okay. Why do you have to do that? Because for the longest time, we were visiting Animal Kingdom, and I did not look at that map probably at all, right? And I lost my bearings, and although it's great because you're living sort of in the moment, I feel like I missed so much. Because you're looking at the map? Because I'm looking at the No, no, no. Because I didn't glance. Like, I didn't study the map. Like, know where you are and know where your surroundings are because this will help you avoid walking all the way to Discovery Island, walking all the way to Dinoland, and then, like, I feel like we were a hot mess. Yeah, so, like, kind of map out what you want to, where you want to walk. Not necessarily, like, what attraction you want to go on in what order, but how you want to view the park in the course of your day. Just know where your surroundings are, right? So study the map, know your surroundings before you go. Okay, this is easy to do, right? I think so. And th- But then when you're there, let it go so that you are able to just relax and enjoy the moment. But you actually have a sense of direction. I feel like it's so easy to get lost in Animal Kingdom and that's probably one of the reasons why we didn't like it in the beginning because we were all over the place and it was so hot and so easy to just forget where you are and then you're, you realize, oh, I want to go see Lion King, but it's all the way at the other part of the park and I, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And lastly, I feel like I'm, I'm boring Bruce here, so I'm just going to wrap it up. Maybe visit later in the day. Like, maybe that's a good option for your family. I, I know you're paying a lot to go to these parks, but figure out what works for your family. Now the park's open later. It's open till 10, 10.30 sometimes. So maybe instead of going from open to close or maybe going from 9 to 8, maybe go take, a, take that day, swim by the pool, and then go to Animal Kingdom at 2 o'clock. And then that way... You're not exhausted in that Florida heat. You've spent some time in the pool and you're refreshed. And you get to Animal Kingdom for the best part, which is dusk and night. Yeah, I, I think that's a good plan. The, the nighttime, if you had to ask me which one I would rather go to, day or night, I would choose night at Animal Kingdom. I know it doesn't get dark till later, and but there's just something that happens to all of these parks at night. And Animal Kingdom is no exception now. That's just different and a different kind of experience. And that's my favorite kind of experience. All right. Pick your favorite land and then we'll wrap it. I like Africa because I love the safari ride. 
Oh, the safari attraction is amazing. It is it is pretty. It's just fun. It's yeah. it's a it's a mix between humor and being able to see animals that in their like you get to go to the zoo if you have a zoo near your house and you see animals, but you don't see it like this when you're yeah. actually driving through the attraction itself. Yep. So to me, that's my favorite land. And the 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 type of animals that you see are so unique and different, and they're so plentiful that you probably don't get that. One tip. One tip. Don't go at dusk. Wait. Oh, on the safari? Yeah. Why? Because we didn't see any animals. Are you kidding? I have the best photos. I don't know. I feel like we, you got to go in. I think you get better. We've gone many times, and we went at dusk one time, and it was, but it was like dusk as we got on. And let me let me refrain dusk. I think we got on at dusk, but then by the time we got off, it was dark. I loved it. I thought it was an amazing experience. I avoid it. Thank you so much. Favorite land for me has to be Dino Land. I love it. I that, love it. That night. really is your favorite land. Yeah, I love it. I love it because I did. I hated it, and I I, I don't like using that word, but I did disliked it. Okay, for. For years, I disliked it. I didn't get it. I was like, why did Disney do this? It's so weird. Check out Dinoland. Go at night. I'm telling you, it's so much fun. It's goofy. It's fun. It's silly. And I just love it. Do everything you do during the day again at night. Yeah. And then make judgments. <laughs> well, don't judge anyone. <laughs> oh, no, don't judge. No judging. No judging. Yeah. No this judging. is a judge-free zone. All right. Except let's for wrap me it sometimes up. Okay. when I'm hangry. I get a little judgy then. All right, well, thank you for listening to this podcast. I want to say thanks to our sponsors for the show, Kingdom Strollers. If you go into Disney World and you need a stroller for your little one, they can help you out with that. Kingdomstrollers.com is the website for that. They'll drop off your stroller to your resort or your hotel, and then when you're done with it, after your vacation is over, they'll pick it up right from the same spot. So check them out over at kingdomstrollers.com. And also, uh, Enchanted Escapes Travel. If you're looking to book a Disney vacation, Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, any of that good stuff, they will help you with that. They help us with all of our Disney vacations. Enchanted-Escapes is the website for that. You can go to our website too, and we'll link all of those up over there as well. Kingdom Strollers and Enchanted Escapes. And the cool thing about having a Disney vacation travel partner is that you don't have to do any work. It doesn't cost you any money. So they do all your fast passes, dining reservations, bookings, all of that good stuff for you for free. So go check them out over at Enchanted-Escapes.com. Awesome. You can no. follow us on Instagram, too, if I didn't mention that already. Maybe we'll yeah. link up that video that Connie has of the gorilla. She loves gorillas, so she probably saved that thing. Uh, Unlocking the Magic podcast is us on Instagram. Unlocking the Magic on Facebook. Our website, unlockingthemagic.com, where we'll link everything that we talked about in this show over there. Wonderful. What and else do we have? What else can we say? I think that's going to be wrapping it up for there. Okay. You should check out our Facebook page, though, because we do some live shows Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Those are pretty fun. If you want to join our Patreon group too, we do some live shows in there, extra podcasts, episodes, kind of just hang out inside of our private Facebook group for our Patreon friends and supporters over there. It's like five bucks. You can join us in there too. Cool. They'll see some unique pictures that we don't share. They'll, they'll, you'll normally. see some stuff that we're embarrassed to share in real public. Perfect. That's but, a reason to join right there. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in the Patreon group. There's certain things that we do and say in there that we don't say everywhere else. Yeah. Because it's our friends in there. <laughs> So is that going to wrap up the show? That is going to do it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody.